Hey, this is Travis Glossop. I am a creative radio producer for Kiss FM, and you're listening to the Us People podcast with Savia Rocks. Welcome to another episode of the Us People Podcast. I'm your host, Savio Rocks, and today I'm humbled to have the lovely Travis here with me, who is a creative radio producer and also at, I should say, Drive Time Kiss FM UK. Thank you, Travis. Thank you so much for coming on the Us People Podcast. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you for asking me. It's, a, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. No, you're more than welcome. I'm happy to have you. So, the first question I love to ask absolutely everybody who comes on the podcast is, Travis, could you tell me a little bit about yourself, but also what influenced you in your life to be the person who you are today? Yeah, so uh, as you mentioned, I'm a creative radio producer, which like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tacking that onto my title. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll tell the boss I need that extra book, you know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a radio producer. I've been uh, making radio for over six years now, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's it's been a long, interesting journey, starting in hospital radio and working my way up to Big Kiss FM. So I was uh, doing hospital radio in, in Oldham. That sounds cool. I mean, it was. I really enjoyed it because it was. Um, I got to play records for um, for people visiting their family members and these people in hospital and they're pulling. I got to go around and and speak to all these amazing people and hear about their lives. And mm. at the end of the day, all I was doing was pressing play on a song and having a bit <laughs> of a silly chat in the middle. But this is like getting to chat to these amazing people and finding out about their lives. So. Um, so yeah, that was sort of where I started. Um, but I think what I'm I'm probably most influenced by, by, well, the reason I got into radio. Okay, so we're going to get deep early on. I like Are this. Ready? I'm ready. So I've never told this story publicly before, um, but my my dad had a had a serious brain injury in 2013. So he had a brain hemorrhage, and he just one day just collapsed. He was working and one day he was fine and the next he he collapsed. Uh, now, to this day, he has 24-hour um, care. He has okay. carers who look after him all day, but he was in a coma for two months. He was in and out of hospital for two, three years. And he has trouble with his, like, speaking. He has trouble walking. Well, he can't walk. Um, and I realised that when he could no longer do what he wanted to do, he couldn't He couldn't pursue any passions. He couldn't do uh, all the sort of things that he loved doing that I was like, well, I need to really pursue my passion and pursue my dream because I've sort of got to do it for him and yeah. I want to make him proud and stuff like that. So um, I don't think I'd be where I, where I am today if, if weirdly, if that hadn't happened to my dad because I was just sort of floating along in life and then all of a sudden I was like, well, my my dad, my hero, he can't live the life Aww. he wants. I'm going to have to do it for him. So genuinely, that's 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 why I think I'm here chatting to you today. So I love that. But how does your dad, how does your dad feel towards you now, now that he knows? Because I'm sure he knows what you're doing now. But how does he manage to show his affection to you to say, you know what, son, I'm proud of you. Has he said anything to you about what you actually do now? 
he is very proud of me. My dad um, is the the biggest music fan you you would ever meet. He's playing his records all day. Um, he's he's always listening to the radio. And it, I remember we, he used to play the radio in the car uh, everywhere. So he used to take me to school. He'd be he'd have songs on in the car. He'd be yeah. So music's always been such a big part of my life, and I sort of wanted to. I'm not, I'm not musically talented, number one. Let me make that clear. I'm not musically talented. I can't sing. I can't play any instruments. So what's the next best thing? Being on the it's radio. Between, yeah, mm-hmm. it's talking it between songs and yeah. making other people talk between songs. So, um, yeah, no, he's, he's very proud of me. Um, and I've been able to do some really cool things for him. I've got into... I brought him down to London, had him walk around um, studios, and he's. I've taken him, been able to take him to gigs and stuff like that. So that sounds good to me. Yeah, that's actually quite inspiring. And anyone listening to that knows that you should never give up. But we're going to get deep into that a little bit <laughs> later. But I'm going to get deep into you more, Travis, with this question. When okay. I ask you, define who you are as a person, but also who do you see? when you look in the mirror but also what does your reflection say back to you but on the flip side of that question has there ever been a time in your life where you have looked in the mirror but didn't recognize the person staring back at you how did you deal with it wow what a question um so in 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 the um (laughs) because we're being open here Savia, we're, we're, we're not mincing words here. So um, I'm a firm believer in being open and honest about um, your mental health journey and speaking about things that um, sort of make, make, make it normalise talking about your mental health because it hasn't been until this last few years. Um, I go to therapy every week and one of the things that I talk about in therapy is is who I am and like, what am I? Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I've put so much of my life at the last sort of six, seven, eight years into getting where I am today that sometimes when I'm not in this studio, when I'm not on this mic, when I'm not sort of making radio, I'm like, well, what, who am I? What I actually, <laughs> what do I actually like to do? Because you're probably the same. Work can completely consume your life that's true it can do that so i would say that um i am a positive person i'm someone i'm, I'm a bit of a people pleaser yeah i used to be <laughs> like that too yeah what changed how did you is that a, a sort of mindset that you you change and now you're sort of free of that would you say do you know what it is travis i realized that you can't please everyone and no matter how much good you do for a person if a person is not happy inside they will never be happy with what you do and I always say how I treat you is a reflection of myself and how you treat me is a reflection of yourself and then I took that through life but what I realized is because I was always people pleasing I wasn't pleasing the inner being of myself inside and that was slowly destroying who I was as a positive person and I don't know if it's going to make any sense me saying it to you this way but there is only a certain amount you can do for other people. There will come Mm. a point Travis where you turn around and say to yourself you know what what about my happiness what about my peace what about me living the life that I want to live 
And that's what I will pass on to you because you deserve peace, happiness and positivity in your life as much as everybody else. And I just came to a point where I was like, stop, stop, do you. Yeah, and that's the best you can do. As long as you can do, you don't need to be rude to anybody because I don't practice that at all. Mm. Because it's important to me to be kind. Kindness in the world is important. But that's what changed for me. It was I was doing so much for other people. I forgot who I was. And that can actually be quite soul destroying. Even though on the outside you're all happy. Mm. But on the inside when you're by yourself. And I always say you think the most at night time. When you're by yourself. Or in the shower. Exactly. Even so. Even better. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I have my best ideas. That's where I have my worst ideas. Uh, Yeah, it's where I pick everything apart in the shower. So yeah, I feel that. So that's why I decided to change. And it was a gradual thing because it's building inner strength within yourself. But it took time. It wasn't a thing that, bang, I'm going to do it today and it's going to happen tomorrow. It was a thing where it happened over time and with good people around you, you'll change. So that's my advice to you. And that's what happened to me. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I feel that. I think I'm getting to the stage in my life where I'm I'm less sort of reliant on... Um, I'm, I'm trying to make the most of... I'm doing things for me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not doing things because I want other people... Approval. To, because yeah. like you say, you, you can't... Yeah, I'm not trying to do it for their approval and you can't make everyone happy. So I think, yeah, I am a positive person. Um, and I think... Most of all, I'd I'd like to just sort of, I think, I hope people think I'm um, just <laughs> friendly and normal and down to earth. I think that's <laughs> all you can really ask for. If people think I'm normal, then I'm doing a good job at hiding it. <laughs> oh, man. But the good yeah. thing is, is that you don't always have to hide it, you know, Travis. You can just be you. And you know what? The real people who love you will love you regardless. Very true. You know? It's very true. So that's definitely, I really like that question, actually. That brought out a lot in us. It really made me think. I really like it, yeah. (laughs) So let's talk about your journey from, I remember you said a little bit from you doing radio before to previously where you are now. Mm -hmm. But I want to get to know your journey a bit more. So could you break down how you got from your position? Because I know it's hard and I know it's hard work for you to get to where you are now. Where did you begin from? But also, who do you feel was one of the people in your life that gave you the chance to be where you are now? So I was working in a supermarket um, up until I was working in a supermarket for seven years from the age of 16. Um, Well, then for seven years, I was 23 when I left. Um, And during that time, I was... Um, I was listening to uh, the radio all day. I basically, I sat in an office with no windows in a cash office in a supermarket. And I didn't speak to anybody. I was in this weird little locked-in room. And all I had all day was the radio. I just listened to the radio all day while I worked. And um, it was just when Nick Grimshaw took over the Radio 1 breakfast show. Yes. And Grimmy is from the same town that I'm from. and which I didn't know at the time but after listening for a while I was like that accent seems really familiar (laughs) I think I know that twang and uh, so I looked it up and he was from he was from Oldham just like me and he was on 
what to me was the biggest radio station in the country and the biggest show in in the country. And there was honestly a moment of I of me thinking, well, if he can do it, why can't I do it? Exactly. And up to this point, I'd been I'd been kicked out of two colleges. I had I'd not done I'd not completed my A levels. I'd not I'd not completed my A levels. I'd not finished um, like finished college or anything like that. Um, I had yeah, like I say, I'd left I'd left college and I was I was just working. Um, so I was like, what? How? How do I get to that? Where do I go? So I, I went back to college and I started looking at hospital radio stations um, in my local area. And I I basically got started on this this journey. I, I went back to college at 20, 21 um, and I finished the course. I went to end up going to university. Um, but so the, the key thing here, so the person who who put me on my way was that I met a tutor at college and everybody else I was at college with at the time was like 16 years old, 17 years old. They yeah. just finished school and all they wanted yeah. to do is mess about. Yep. <laughs> they wanted to they wanted to go for lunch. They wanted to go and <laughs> go and mess about and have long breaks and all this sort of stuff. And they basically didn't know what they wanted to do. But I I had an idea. I had, I was like, well, I know I, I've got a goal in mind. So what do I need to do to get there? And I met one of my tutors there who who said, look, I can tell you've actually, you've got, you know what you want to do. Everyone else is sort of, oh, I might do TV. I might do animation. I might do radio. I might do whatever. Whereas I was like, I want to do radio. I'm going to do radio. I will work in radio. I like you that. Know, you know that thing, how, uh, have you heard the story about John Legend? He has like um, a whiteboard. Yes. So if, if you don't know, John Legend has this whiteboard and he writes all his goals on there and every single one of them he ticks off as he gets them. So I want to win an Emmy. I want to win a Tony. I want to win an Oscar. I want to win a this, this, blah, blah, blah. I want to like get married. I want to have kids. I want to, all these things he writes down and he manifests them. And I'd, I'd, <laughs> in my own way, I'd done that. I was like, I'm going to work in radio. I'm going to do it. You can't tell me I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I don't know who you are. No one, no one's actually saying I couldn't do it. But you know what I mean? I had that yeah. in my head. If you do come for me, don't matter. I'm still doing it. I love that. <laughs> um, and my and my tutor said, "Oh, look, you seem to know what you seem to know what you want to do." And um, I've got a contact at a local uh, independent commercial radio station. Go in, and I'll get you. You'll be able to shadow him for the weekend. Um, just learn as much as you can, and yeah, and then we'll talk. So I turned up on that sun, uh, Saturday morning, uh, about half seven in the morning to this radio station. It's no longer around. Um, but I turned up and um, I'd brought all this stuff. So I was like, I brought a load of stories and a load of ideas for like content that he could talk about. Yeah. And he was like, who's this kid? <laughs> Not as, all I was supposed to be doing was sat there watching him press buttons. But I was like, well, how about you talk about this? And I was like, I'm not letting this this chance go. Do you know I what love I mean? that, yeah. And um, yeah, so then I went back every single week um, and he let me sort of shadow produce the show. And and honestly, if, if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have then gone to uni and then got internship at Radio 1 and then 
gone through my career to Radio X and TalkSport and Magic and Absolute Radio and Kiss FM, like I wouldn't have gone on that journey if it wasn't for that one person going, do you know what? I can see that you've got, I can use that bit of influence that I've got to help you up. Because at the end of the day, you just need someone to give you that little leg up. And then the rest you can grab for yourself. But sometimes you just need that one person to show that little bit of belief in you. And John Eccles, shout out to John Eccles. um, He gave me that little little leg up right at the start. We're going to have to send this to him, okay? (laughs) I, I think he still works at the college right uh to this day so he's he'll have another little me <laughs> and well, probably, going, yeah listen to this and then yeah that sounds good see this is what i mean about doing your dreams no matter what goes in your way you have to kick through which kind of leads me to my next question in a way because as much as we go through life people think that they only see the success part mm. they don't see the transition of what we go through day in and day out but for you travis was there ever a point in time where you wanted to give up? Was there ever a time where you said, no, I've had enough? What did you do to get yourself back into that mode to say, you know what, I'm going to do it? Because we know you had your whiteboard. We know you were ticking off everything as you were going on. But I know there were tough times too. And I want to know about those times too. What did you do to lift yourself up in those times? Okay, so about three or four years ago, um i was in my third year at university second second year of university and um i was also working at nando's and i was uh coming down to london so i was at uni in birmingham and i was coming down to london to work for free at a, a radio station, a big well-known radio station. I probably should have been being paid, so I, I'm not going to name them in this instant. Um, <laughs> I don't want to get anybody in trouble. I still love the people there, but hey, sometimes you just need to open your wallet. Yeah, you, know you do, I mean? true. Um, so, I, so what they did, they got to the point where they'd pay for my train. So I was living in Birmingham. So what I do is in the morning, I'd go to university. I'd have my 9 a.m. lecture. I then leave uni, I get on the train to London so that I could be in London for half one, two o'clock, something like that. I would work on the drive time show, as as I mentioned, for free. Um, I do that till seven o'clock. I then run to Euston. I get on a train back to Birmingham and I go and work in Nando's and do the last few hours. And in the evening, I was cleaning toilets at Nando's. I was cleaning the kitchen, washing pots. And then I'd and then I'd go home after that. I'd be in bed at, I don't know, one o'clock in the morning. And then the next day, I'd get up and do it again. Holy cow. <laughs> I was working on a, on a national drive time show during the day and then in the evening cleaning toilets at Nando's. And no, no disrespect to Nando's at all. They They gave me like I gave they gave me a lot of um flexibility with that job when I was like oh I I need to go to London to have this interview I need to go to London to do this demo or whatever and they gave me the time off all respect to them um but it was it was a hard job and in between doing everything else and honestly Savvy I was ready to pack it in because I was so tired I wasn't getting paid enough I was my falling behind on my studies 
And yeah, I really felt like giving up. And then, so I did a full week of that, a full two weeks of that. And then right at the end, I was going back down to London on the Saturday and um, <laughs> we did this, we did a radio show and I got a tweet off somebody. Yeah. And they said, they tweeted me and they said, I'm, thank you so much for today's show. And listen, I'm only a very small part of this this comedy show um, working on it. But they said, thank you. I heard you laughing in the background Aww. and it really cheered me up. And I was like, this is a random person. No one I've ever met. They're just a listener to the radio station and they'd heard me laughing and they'd really enjoyed the show. And... They, they was, I think they were going through a pretty tough time and that radio show on that day got them through that day. And I was like, well, this is why I'm doing it then. Exactly. The small things make the big things happen. And that's really does. in people's lives too. And I always emphasize that to people, the small things make the big things happen. So that's such a cool story to tell. Let's get into, why kiss? Out of all of them, you've been from different stations right mm. and you've jumped and jumped and jumped what was it about kiss that makes you want to be a producer at kiss you, i have a feeling you knew this question was coming somewhere along the line yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what was it about kiss that attracted you to what they do and how they do it and also how it suited your personality so it's really it's really interesting. I don't think anybody who I'd worked with at any of my other stations could have pictured me coming to Kiss because Kiss is super cool. <laughs> Kiss is very cool. Kiss is it's it's the cool. So the way we like to think of ourselves mm -hmm. is that um, there are other radio stations who might have play sort of similar music to us, but we're the sort of cool side. Uh -huh. So you've got the you've got another station who they're they they are the party right they they've got canapes they've got I don't know um, ice sculptures we're on the outside holding our rave in the car park <laughs> I'm with you guys then exactly <laughs> <laughs> so like I kiss it kiss to me like I've I've always admired Kiss from afar I actually in 2015 I think it was I uh, they used to run a um, a thing called the Kiss Chosen one, where you would go to um, what's the the shopping centre called? The big one in like, is it West Westfield? Westfield. Westfield. Yeah, one in Stratford, one in Shepherd's Bush. Stratford. That's where nice. it was. I, I'm still. I've lived in London now for like three years, and I still don't know anywhere <laughs> in London. I'm so bad at it. Um, but yes, yeah, so I went to Westfield. I did. I did my audition to be a presenter. This is before I decided that clearly I'm not a presenter. I'm a producer. Um, but yeah, so like I've I've always admired Kiss. Um, but I always thought that the music was a bit too cool for me. I was a bit like, oh, I don't know whether I connect with the music. But what when when I was coming for the job here. I said that to the people who were doing the interview. I said, look, there's going to be other people who interview for this job who the music suits them a little bit more. Yeah. I'm coming from like a, an indie rock station. Yeah. I've got long hair. Nothing wrong <laughs> I, with long um, hair. I know, hair. exactly. But it's, it's sort of, I just felt a bit like, I'm, I don't know, I just didn't feel like I was cool enough. But you are but, cool. 
Uh, well, I mean, and I don't know, but I don't know. Kiss just always felt super cool, and and this is this is also a, a little bit of like my self esteem poking Aww. through. I mean so I was a bit like oh no I can't work there I'm not cool enough but the job that I do is about the content it's about the creativity it's about making the most of my presenter's abilities and, and raising him to the next level yeah uh, shout out to Tyler West um and it doesn't really matter because music is music music's always going to be there but like that's not my job my job isn't the music I'm I'm doing the bits in between and trying to make the music sound great next to all the little silly talky bits that we do. So yeah, I think um I think Kiss is such a great it's got such a great history and especially where we are now today we get we had a, a a new boss take over um a week before the pandemic started, so 18 months ago. And I cannot speak highly enough of of Rebecca Frank who who runs Kiss and uh, not just because she pays me Okay, let me make that clear. <laughs> no, she's uh, she's really changed um, the station for the better. It's 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 such a good family atmosphere to work here, and everybody. We're a small team, but we're a tight team, and like yeah, we we back each other, and we're like Kiss has sort of changed in the last year, but nothing to where it's going. Like. We're, we're, we're on the up and it's so great to be a part of that like from from the ground do you know what i mean yeah rebecca thank you for letting travis on the show i appreciate it <laughs> big time <laughs> yeah so let's talk about you being a producer now because we spoke about you being a presenter um mm-hmm. and you saying that you wasn't cool enough and stuff but could you break down a day in travis's life from when you wake up in the morning to what it's like being a producer now, just so all the listeners who might not understand get an understanding of what you actually really do. Yeah, so it's it's funny you mentioned this. So at the minute, um, Kiss is running the Kiss Summer School for women in programming. So we've got a lot of, um, we've got, I think, 20 uh, young women who want to get into radio and they've all got a mentor here at KISS. So there's people who work in the social team. There's people who work back behind the scenes like me producing, uh, people who work in marketing on the video team, all these different areas. And I'm actually going through the process of sort of talking to people about what I do day to day. And hey. my job is stupid. Your job is stupid. It's silly. It's not what? a real job. No, no, it's, it is a real job. But there are some days, Savio, where I wake up and I have to find sound effects of Bigfoot. Okay. Today, I had to genuinely find a, a Bigfoot sound effect to to play on the radio. That's that's not a normal day. People shouldn't have to do that. Do you know what else I did today, Savio? I, <laughs> I'm, lo- with, I'm loving this. I did an interview, well, not me. My my presenter did an interview, but I prepped an interview with a uh, with a world champion beatboxer, and for twenty minutes, <laughs> we got to chat to a beatboxer while he made robot noises, while he did the alien from Alien <laughs> sound effect. He sat, he was like, I can't do it, but he was like. <laughs> It was like so throaty. It was very weird. Um, Transformers. So <laughs> that was one part of my day. Oh, man. 
That was before we even got to the show. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh that yeah my like uh, life as a producer is sort of is it, no two days are the same because there was a day last week where we so we've run we're doing this new feature on the show called tyler tries yeah. so it's born out of the pandemic so the the thought being that for the last year and a half everybody's been in their bedroom no one's been able to experience anything new. And Tyler's made it his mission to to try something completely new that he's never done before every week on the show, just to try something, just to spread that positivity of like, look, I'm trying this weird thing. Do you want to come and do it as well? Da, da, da. Do you know what I mean? So last, uh, sorry, two weeks ago, um, I had a morning where I went to a, a yoga space in Ooh. East London while... Tyler got covered in puppies. He did puppy yoga. Puppy yoga. Yeah. So he did a full yoga class. He was taught how to do yoga while there's six-week-old puppies running around. Oh, my gosh. That sounds epic. Honestly, Savvy, I'll give you the hookup. It is please, amazing. Please. <laughs> please. Shout out, shout out to Pause for Thought. It was so amazing. Um and so I had to organize like elements of that shoot. So I had to sort of like make sure Tyler got there on time. And a lot of the other things were, which is the hardest part, if I'm honest, <laughs> trying to get Tyler anywhere on time. And as he will say, his reasoning is, he goes, I'm Jamaican, mate. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm Jamaican too, or half. But yeah, maybe it's the other half that gets me there on time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, Tyler, I can't work with that. Mate, you can't use that as an excuse every time. Um, but yeah, so um, <laughs> my job ranges from trying to get Tyler to a puppy yoga class to editing interviews with pop stars or beatboxers or whatever um, to just sort of like to coming up with ideas and content for features, for um, for all sorts of things. And yeah, I, I, I honestly believe I have the best job in the world. I love my job. I'm so lucky to do my job. And I, I honestly wouldn't change it. See, it's, it's the best. <laughs> see, that's when you know you're on the right path. Yeah. That's when you know you're on the right path. So let's talk about, apart from that, let's talk about, here's a question for you. What is the hmm. one track, Travis, that is in your mind right now that you just can't get out? Because it just popped in my mind. But what's in your mind right now for the one track that's just not coming out of your head? You just keep singing it. Anderson Pack, Bruno Mars, Leave the Door Open. Oh, that's a good one, actually. Honestly, I that song, it's been out, what, maybe three months now. And yeah. there's not a day gone by that I've not gone, sip, sip. <laughs> <laughs> Sip, sip, in a robe, drip, drip. Honestly, it is brilliant. The whole song Aww. is brilliant. Like, oh, man. I'm so excited for that album. I just think, like, Anderson Pack is amazing. And I've always thought Bruno Mars was a bit too poppy, a bit. I was like, oh, I don't know if, I, I don't know if I'm into Bruno Mars. And then he yeah. came with the smoothest, most soulful vocals on that track. And I was like, 
okay, this Bruno Mars, I can, I can get down with. I can get down with Silk Sonic. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited for that album. And that song, I could listen to it on repeat. So I'm going to break down one question. In this question, I'm only allowed to say it once, okay? okay. I can't repeat it. Yeah? This is tension. This is it's, tense. This is okay. tension. This is tension. So I'm going to say a number of words. Mm-hmm. And you're going to hear these words. And then I'm going to say the rest of it. See, which kind of leaves you hanging at the moment. Right? So you ready? Mm-hmm. Right. So you have the words power, perception, culture, religion, judgment, creativity, class, privilege, diversity, race, and leadership. Which one stuck in your mind and which one do you want to talk about? Oh, wow. Um privilege let's go okay privilege that stuck in my mind so do you have a question about privilege or do you want me to just say why it's stuck in my mind i want you to be as open as you can of the reason why privilege stuck in your mind and what it means to you do you know why i think it's stuck in my mind i think i've I've always considered myself to be an an ally, whether it whether it's to the black community, whether it's to the LGBTQ plus community. I've always considered myself to not be sort of um, against anybody. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I I always thought, well, I've come from a, a working class uh, town up north that's that sort of been in terms of funding from the government has sort of been left behind and there's there's sort of buildings fallen down and there's crime there's poverty and I always when I was younger before I was sort of sort of before I'd done my reading before I was like as world sort of like I've been around and talked to people as I have do you know what I mean um I was always like I don't really understand like how what is like white privilege specifically and like I was like well I've I've had hard times because I didn't have money growing up and honestly from from now that I'm older and I've sort of seen the world and I've spoken to people I've really learned about what white privilege is and how how no matter how I feel like I haven't come from that place, just by being born to to two white parents, how that's given me a leg up that I never knew I had. Yeah. What I mean? Yeah. And I think it's so important for for people like me who are in a in a in a in a position of some form of power to sort of use that in a good way (laughs) like I don't want to come across preachy here do you know what I mean no I understand where you're coming from basically you just want to use the power that you have and the positive nature that you have and the person who you have become Mm. to make another doorway for another person's life easier 100% because like I, I Tyler who I work on the show with we had um when when everything went down last year with George Floyd, we had a very open and honest and frank conversation on the radio about 
Black Lives Matter, about everything that was going on. And I've been friends with Tyler for now, for now nearly two years. And he told me some things that shocked me. Mm. His, his life as a black man, he said, he said things like, I still get people, I get on the tube and I still get people who might move away from me, move a few seats down. Not because of COVID or anything like that. No, I understand where he's coming from. I still get ladies holding their bags when I go sit next to them. That shocks me so much that that's still a thing in the world. And I honestly had become so ignorant to it because I was like, well, all my friends, we're nice people. Yeah. We're like we're 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 a multicultural, diverse, like I'm yeah. living in London, like we have this whole melting pot sort of life, do you know what I mean? And I didn't realise it was still that big of like an issue for him in his daily life. And he's he said there's there's been incidents in my private life, in 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 work, wherever, where he's come across racism and stuff like that. And because I'm white, I'd not even seen that. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's what that's white privilege, like not not being able to see like the hardships that one of my best friends goes yeah. through, and so so that I think that's why it sticks in my head because I'm I'm so so aware of it now, and I think I can only I can only do what I can do, but doing something at least is good. So whether that's supporting black owned businesses whether that's uh signing petitions about black lives matter whether that's like whatever that thing is just to show that you are on on people's side because it's not enough to 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 now be not a racist you have to be anti-racist yeah i get you so yeah i don't know i just think Good question, by the way. <laughs> I didn't realize I was going to speak like that, but but yeah. What do you think about white privilege? Okay, so I can break it down honestly and openly. Mm. I I I am a very calm, compassionate, and very sincere person. Um, I work fifty hours a week. You know, when you were telling me about what you do when you work and stuff. I work 50 hours a week and I work in a very corporate environment. Mm. And um, today, I call it character building day because it was very challenging. So I had two white men come in and I have quite a soft voice. So I'm not very abrupt in how I come across. So I said, excuse me, sir, how may I help you? The white guy shouted at me. I said, I can't hear you. But it was in such an aggressive attitude. Then I was working with a European lady next to me who's lovely. And then she noticed what happened. And she said, I have never noticed racism like that before. And it could be in the small things like that, Travis, that that has an impact on us. But he spoke to me like that because I was black. He never spoke to her like that. Because mm. when she turned around and said the same thing and he couldn't hear her, he went, pardon, I couldn't hear you. I went, and because I was so upset with what just happened, but because I am a Buddhist and because I know about calmness, I stood up and walked away professionally. And she says, don't worry, I'll deal with it. And that's a small, tiny thing. 
that has happened to me. It's right. I have people get up and walk away because they don't want to sit next to me. And because I am dark skinned, I am half Indian and half black. But the problem is with that is people only see the black. They don't necessarily see the Indian side until I say I'm Indian and explain where I come from. Yeah. And even with like Indian people, sometimes um, when I say, oh, my mother's Indian and my father's black and they go, really? Because they can only, <laughs> again, they can only see my dark skin. And when I was talking to my grandfather, he was explaining to me that within some of the Indian cultures, what they do is the, the lighter you skin, the lighter your skin, the further you go. And it it hurt me to know that because I am dark skinned and I'm still, I feel, this is just me, I feel like I'm still as beautiful as every other culture, every other person. And I feel like I bring beauty into the world just like everybody else. But I have to deal with that on a daily basis like I'm sure many black people do but there's racism not just to black people and I don't want to make this just about black people because that's not true there is racism in so many different cultures too and we as people need to recognize that and stop denying that Mm. and once we do we'll be able to help each other you know and I think that's so important so that's what it means to me but I never give up hope I never give up hope. I will kick down doors, climb through windows, hug a person I don't know. <laughs> Travis, I will do it. Because if you don't give people love, people will become bitter. And hate is not what we're looking for. We are looking for love. yeah. And yeah. love wins, not hate. So that's how my mind works every day. Yeah. I mean, that's... I mean, you just summed up perfectly about, like... I will never experience that. I will never experience somebody moving away because of the colour of my skin. Do you know what I mean? They might move away because I forgot to shower that day. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) But they're never... (laughs) Never for any legitimate reason. And yeah, and and that's what what I've learned. I'll never be able to... I can never walk in your shoes... But I can I can walk at the side of you and do my best to sort of amplify your voice, amplify amplify any voice that needs it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've got a a small but like I've got a a, a a platform of some description. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, using it in any way because, like you say, love love has to win. Love has to win. Because <laughs> otherwise, win. what's the point? <laughs> love i think love will always win regardless of what's going on in the world when you have people like yourself and you know what i'm proud of you travis because you're owning it you're owning it and you're saying you know what and you're working with people and who have gone through these things and you're talking to me who's been through it and you're saying you know what how can i do something to help and although you may turn around to me and say savia it's small it's not small what you're doing is big but you just don't realize it's big you know, mm. because you're helping other people become their best selves and you're you're like their backbone to make people yeah. realise what's going on. That's true, but I like I don't want to come across like I'm some sort of saviour either. No, no, no. I understand it that totally. From a very human point of view, not like I'm from, doing it because 
Yeah. You're coming from a perspective where you know what? I understand it. I didn't realize it was that bad, you know, um, until I physically see it. But today I had to make my friend, who I call her my friend, I had to make her see it so she can Mm. understand it. And, And she's married to a black man. She has a son who police may see as a black boy you know and and i was saying this to her and she was like you know what i've been married 11 years and he always comes home and he always tells me these stories and i'm like just be calm about it and he goes how calm can i be it's 40 years i've been calm (laughs) you know so it's kind of like that but you know what travis thank you for talking about it thank you for picking that too Hey, I mean, I think, like, like you say, um, given this platform, might as well talk about some real stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Might well get into it. Yeah, for real. I totally understand that. So, if there was one question you wish that someone would ask you, but they rarely ever do, what would that question be and why? Uh, this question can i say this question <laughs> um do you know what what a question um what do i wish people would ask me hmm that's a real thinker do you know what i th- well, i'm i'm going i'm going to rephrase the question a little bit cool i'm going to rephrase the question to what what do I wish people would ask other people? I like that. So there's nothing particularly that I would say, oh, I, I wish I, I want to talk about this because I can talk about anything that I want. But I am a firm believer in just ask, asking your friend if they're okay. Okay. And that seems very simple. But there's something really powerful in asking them twice. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. No, but are you? No, but are you actually okay? Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Because there's there's been times in my life where people haven't asked the second time, and I've sort of skirted away from that conversation and gone, I don't need to, I don't have to face that how I'm feeling in that moment. I might want to talk about it, but someone, somebody did ask me twice, and it was like, no, no, no come on, we can talk about it. Are, are you actually okay? And honestly, it changed it changed my perspective on how I deal with people, how I speak to my friends, and um, I think that's really important. And amongst all the sort of like messages and stuff that we've talked about, I think that's one of the most important for me is like, if you've got a friend, you might not even know if they're going through stuff. It might not be a spoken about mental health issue as such. It may just be an everyday occurrence but like just checking that that extra one time it could save them yeah i agree i agree and i, I love the fact that you're on that same same thing as well because you said you do that yeah it's a new thing for me but like how how did you come about and get to asking that thing twice it was actually at work so i see so many people coming every day and again because i work in the cor- the corporate environment not not necessarily me per se, because that's not. I promised myself I'd never work in a corporate environment, and then something happened where I had to. And um, so I saw these people coming in every day. They're making millions and whatever it might be, and I noticed something. They were all in their suits, 
Travis, but mm. none of them looked happy. And I mean, none of them looked happy. So one mm. day I said, I'm going to come around from my desk and I'm going to be like, how are you? So I done it. I started testing my theory. I said, hey, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm okay. And then they go back down and you can see the solemnness. And I went, no, honestly, let me get the lift for you. How are you? And I noticed the difference on the second time. Yeah. And they actually would stop not getting the lift and actually have a conversation with me about how they feel. And then that built a kind of conversation throughout every day now when I speak to people hey how are you how are you feeling today so it would go on from there and that's how it kind of started for me when I started speaking to people knowing that when you and apparently when you ask them three times it can actually get quite sentimental I've never tried the third time try it again the mythical the mythical third are you okay do you know what? I, I might I might try that I might try that because apparently it was this is a really rare thing and it's got nothing to do with what we're talking about but apparently <laughs> certain cultures will offer you food three times right so you'll be like the first time would you like some food no i'm okay i'm okay and then they'll wait and then they say would you like some food again and then you'll be like no i'm okay i'm okay and then they'll wait <laughs> and then i'll offer you again and a majority of the time you know on the third time we actually take it you will not believe this Yesterday, my neighbour, mm -hmm. he'd been, I just got back from work and my neighbour, he'd been uh, barbecuing. He was celebrating Eid and he came past and he, I said, oh, your food smells amazing. You're having a nice meal and all that. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, do you want some? I said, no, no, no. Honestly, we're, we're just about to have dinner. And he went, no, you can have some. You can have some. I've just, it's fresh. I've just made it. It's beautiful. I said, honestly, honestly, I don't want you. are about to take it up to your family. You're about to have a lovely family meal. Third time, what did I say? Yes. I said, yes. <laughs> and I had some lovely lamb. <laughs> see, Yesterday that happened. My fairy, see? And someone taught me that, see? And I was like, no. And then they were like, yeah. And then they were like, it's true. And then when I thought about it, someone offered me some apples, like a beautiful Filipino family, just like a couple doors down. They were offering me apples. No, 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 I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. Then again, no, 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 I'm okay, I'm okay. I went home on the third time with this big bag of apples. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was like, I'm going to eat you. <laughs> and you treasured those. I tre Oh, I enjoyed it so much, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother subject but yeah i treasure those so i've got a couple more for you um yeah this one is when what has been the best advice you have ever received in your life and how has it helped you the best advice so the the it was on my first day in radio, working in a natural radio station, I was I was told that radio is theatre of the mind. Yes. Now, that's not exactly a piece of advice, but I took it as advice. So 
if if you've ever heard any radio that I've made or been a part of, radio to me is not just someone giving you a weather update or in between two songs or having a chat or telling you about the travel news. Those things have to happen. But if you've ever heard, there's been times where soundscapes, right? Making a piece of audio that you can fully immerse yourself in. Yeah. And I don't think there is anything more, I don't think there's anything better, anything more incredible. You could watch the best film in the world, right? Yeah. But you're seeing it all, you're being you're being given it. If if I create a piece of audio and I I tell you, I leave things to the imagination, you'll hear a little sound in the background. It could be like, I don't know, hypothetically, it's a um it's sort of like a, a, a nightscape and you can hear sort of like a rustling in the trees and you can hear footsteps and whatever. In your head, you're going, you're making up what's there. It's like in horror films. The worst bit of a horror film is when they show you the monster. Oh. Because it's always worse in your own head. That's true. You'll always, you'll always go, oh, oh, it's actually not that scary. <laughs> the one in my head, terrifying. Honestly, I've been I've been quaking in my boots. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, right, yeah, it's just, it's a CGI monster with 80,000 teeth. Sure. That's the thing about radio for me. And <laughs> Sorry, I just thought of it as well. <laughs> see what I mean hang <laughs> it um, so yeah so uh, that's that was not given to me as a piece of advice but I've taken it on and like when I'm making radio I want you to be picturing it in your head because I can give you the sort of backdrop but your your thoughts your brain your experiences <laughs> sorry you're absolutely cracking I up <laughs> Stopping. Are you still picturing that monster? I am. Do you, do you know what? Do you know what monster I'm thinking of? You're gonna crack up. Which one? Have you seen Monsters Inc? <laughs> <laughs> you know when they go through the doors and they go rah. <laughs> and the little girl's like ah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm after. I'm actually crying right now. <laughs> I gotta have some water. <clears throat> oh gosh. Okay. Oh wow. Ah, oh, that was good. Oh. That's good. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> that was a tangent. <laughs> a good one. <laughs> so a good one. Okay. So, when was the last time you have felt? totally at peace with yourself oh wow wow what a question that's how i felt totally at peace um so you get to a point i think in 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 your professional life where you realize that there are only certain things you can control. True. And when you get to a point of you, when you realize those things and you realize you can't have complete control over everything, 
there's a, there is a sense of sort of inner peace to that. And I think the f- the first time I the first time that I realized I was good at my job mm-hmm. and that I realized I could make a career out of this was very important. And when I, when there's there's times where I don't have um where I don't feel good at my job and I don't feel sort of um in a piece or anything like that. I always try and think back to that moment that I was like, you've done this. Like you've you've made this thing like I've been able to sort of shape a presenter the way that they delivered something and made it better. I wrote a funny joke, whatever it is. I would try and think back to that moment and always have them at the top of my mind because not every day is a good day. I call it character building day. Character building day, exactly. Like you had today. Some days are going to be character building days and some days there are going to be people who feel like their only job that day is to get in your way. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And some days you just have to go... That's where they're going to be. That's 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 their <laughs> job today. You got to just let them do it. And I think I'm getting better as a person at letting that wash over me and not letting it affect me. I'd love you know to take I mean? a photo of you at that moment, though. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just would love to be in a room and just me silently there in a corner somewhere with my camera. Yeah. And while that person is trying their best to terrify your day like you did with me and Monster Zinc. <laughs> <laughs> I would just love to see how you deal with it. Do you know what I do? I close my eyes and I just go, don't worry about it, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And if someone's coming at me with, with that energy, I just go, all right. I can't change that. I can't affect it. So I can't let it affect my day. You just sometimes, you just sometimes just got to get on with it. Like, I've got my whiteboard of things that I need to tick off for today. Yeah. No matter what you're, what energy you're trying to bring, <laughs> I've got to tick that off, mate. So, if you're making a brick wall in front of me, I'm gonna have to climb over it. Yep. Or I kick might it down. Go around this. Mm-hmm. Or, <laughs> or I'm gonna put my Timberlands on, and I'm gonna kick them down. Exactly. <laughs> See, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. See. Yeah. If you could give a message to anybody today listening to this podcast, what message would you give them about being positive and going for your dreams? Because I believe throughout this whole podcast, it's been epic. But what would you say to people about going for your dreams and never giving up on what you want to do? What inspirational words would you give them? So as I say, the few years ago, I was, I was working for free. I was cleaning toilets in the evening and I was pursuing my dreams. And not everyone will have those hardships. Not everyone will have sort of something spurring them on, like, like what happened with my, with my dad. Um, that doesn't mean that your dreams are any less worthwhile or any less sort of like aspirational. There's, I think everybody can, can achieve what they want if they put their mind to it. And I know that sounds simple, but I have had so many walls put in front of me 
whether it's walls that I've put there myself from my own mental health issues, whether it's a, a self-esteem thing, whatever it is, um, socioeconomic <laughs> things. So, I mean, I like I said before, I'm from a I'm from a little town up north. I London is where I can do this job the best. It's where I have the best chance of making it. I didn't have money to come rent a flat in London or whatever. I had to get by by staying on my friend's sofas, um, by borrowing money from my family to 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 like to rent a place a month at a time. I was I was I was hustling, right? And I didn't think I was strong enough to do that. I didn't even realize I was doing it at the time. I was just so focused on getting to the point where I was like, I want to make my dad proud. I want to make myself proud. So it was only after that, I think it, this is going to sound, this is, I don't, I'm already backing out of this sentence as I'm saying it, but <laughs> not that I've reached the, not that I've reached the top of the mountain, right? right? Hypothetically though, in this analogy, I was climbing the mountain. And then when I got to look back at the journey, I was like, oh my God, you've just climbed a mountain. Mm-hmm. But I, but the thing is, you can only take each day at a time. Yes, I agree. You can only attack what's in front of you on that day. So I think taking things day by day, like, and never... <sighs> if you're aiming for perfection, you will sometimes... You'll, you won't you'll be ignoring the greatness that you've achieved. Yeah. The, 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 do you know what I mean? If, if, you're, if you're trying to get perfection every single time, you're not going to, and you'll sort of you'll be looking at what you've done and not thinking it's any good. Yeah. You won't be seeing the wood for the trees. There's a lot of different analogies that you could use, but basically, persevere. Like, because what's the worst that's going to happen? I said to myself when I wanted to do radio when I was sat in that, that supermarket office I was like if I don't make it right I'll at least have had a really good Good time trying trying Mm -hmm. and at least I won't look back in 10 20 years and go do you know I really wish I'd gone done that hospital radio course or oh I wish I'd gone back to college or whatever I wish I'd had a go at radio and that applies to anything there's a certain there's a lit like my on my my whiteboard there's a few things that I want to achieve in the next year and if it takes me a year to do those, then fine. If it takes me two, at least I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a good go. Exactly. <laughs> I might not be good at them. I might not achieve it. But hey, if as long as I've done it and attempted it, then I can be proud of myself for that. Because a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't have the the strength to give it a go and potentially fail. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I agree with that. You know what? That's a really good way of saying things i have one more for you travis hit and me that, okay i'm not gonna hit you physically come on man you've got so much knowledge and you've got so much like positive energy that i'm like hit me give it <laughs> give me this positive energy <laughs> no you can have it no no we're friends now so it's it's yeah, different exactly. now we're good we're good i love this so finally for everybody who's listening and if anybody would like to get in contact with yourself get to know who you are your journey 
of what you've been through because you've blessed me with so much knowledge about you where can they find you and all your social media platforms and just in generally anywhere where can people find you what i would say is hit me up Travis Glossop, T-R-A-V-I-S-G-L-O-S-S-O-P on Instagram, Twitter, wherever. There's radio. If, if you're in, if you're listening to this and you're going, I want to get into radio, I don't know how. Maybe you're up in Scotland and you're you've you you want you thinking London is a weird concept. Radio, oh, they all only make radio down there. And if you just don't have any idea, I got to where I am from making friends in this industry and making sure that I never said no to anything. I always say yes to things because you never know what can happen. That is the truth. You just never know. There's some, if you say no, there's always going to be someone behind you who will say yes. Yes. And next time they're going to get asked and not me. So I always say yes to things and I wouldn't have got anywhere if it wasn't for the kindness of my friends and people in this industry who said, who gave me a word of advice here, uh, a little leg up here. And I can only be happy in my job if I am also giving that to somebody else. So honestly, if you reach out to me, drop me a DM, send me a message on Instagram, whatever, however you want to get in contact. If you've got any questions or anything, I am more than happy to answer. And if I can help in any way, um, yeah, please do hit me up. Or if you just want to laugh at my stupid tweets, that's fine as well. (laughs) (laughs) Travis, this is where I am so humbled to have you on the show and I want to say thank you so much for your compassion, your kindness, your honesty and telling us your story, your way with no filter. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I've There's a lot of things on this podcast I've never said out loud. So thank you so much. For, thank you for having me. Your questions were amazing. And um, it, was an, it was an absolute honor to be asked to do this because I've had such a wonderful time. Thank you so much. And guys, thank you so much for listening to the Ask People podcast. Please remember you can subscribe to Spotify, iTunes, Google Play and any other platform that you prefer listening to. Please also follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And you can also donate to the Ask People podcast by simply going to the Savvy Rocks website or just typing in www.paypal.me forward slash us people podcast guys. Thank you so much for listening. Stay happy, stay positive, and as always, please continue to be kind to one another. You should be so proud. That was such a great interview. Thank you, Han. How many do? How many questions did we get through? Oh, <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> About four. Well, listen, I. <laughs> that's my fault. Sometimes I go off on tangents. <laughs> no, I, I love talk. it. You know what? Feel free to edit out anything you need there. I'm, do you I'm know always. What? I'm going to authentically leave it as it is because it's an hour, and usually. I have a podcast for about an hour, so... Um, you can tell I'm a producer because there was bits where instead of going, um, I was just silent yeah. and I was 
Yeah. <laughs> <Is it>? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always thinking of the editor. Always. <laughs>